Hi there, and welcome to Coffee with Phil, where our goal is to help you live a life of purpose on purpose. Walking with God sounds easy, but how many of you know it never follows the scripture prepared? In this podcast, Phil shares stories from his personal journey in the hopes that his experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly, will help you as you walk with God on your own journey. Grab your coffee and enjoy this practical and personal episode with your podcast host, Phil Strong. Well, hi there and welcome to the podcast. My name is Phil Strong. Welcome to Coffee with Phil. And uh, look, I wonder what coffee you're drinking today. I uh, just had to have a little pick-me-up. So I had my usual piccolo latte, double shot of espresso with some warm milk on the top, and it was delicious. Fresh beans, freshly roasted by yours truly. And, uh, well, I wonder what coffee you're having today. Or perhaps you're going with a green leaf tea. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but we're having time together, and I am delighted about that. Today I want to speak to you about key focus areas is the key. And uh, I want to talk about planning, but I want to talk about the catalyst for planning. I want to talk about how you might set a direction for a fruitful life. And uh, I want to start by talking about what it means to be off focus. I had a thought about this. If you're off focus just a little, then the long-term result is significant. You know, there's there's an often used story about being one degree off your desired direction and you might think about uh, taking a course either on a on a on a boat or today we're just going to say what if you were walking a journey in a straight line and you walked for one kilometer but you were off the mark by one degree so look the whole circle is 360 degrees so if you were facing the wrong way, you'd be 180 degrees off the mark and go the wrong direction. But what if you were one degree, just a small fraction, off the focus by just a little? Well, if you walked for one kilometer in the wrong direction by one degree, at the end of that kilometer, let's just say you did that for a day. That was your first day. You walked one kilometer. You're off the mark, your desired destination. You're off track by 17 meters. And you're like, well, that's not far. I can see where I'm supposed to be. That is true. If you correct your error after one day, then you can get back on track. But what if you didn't know you were off track and you kept walking in the wrong direction, one degree off the, off the mark, and you did that for a whole year? Every day, you just focused on walking the path you knew and you didn't realize it was the wrong direction, or you couldn't be bothered changing it, then after a whole year, you're going to be off the mark by six and a half kilometers. After a whole year, one year, just one year of your life, living slightly off direction, you're going to be six and a half kilometers off the mark. But do you know what's devastating about this? Is that if you're standing, trying to see where you're supposed to be, Well, your view is obscured by the horizon because the horizon of the earth is only 4.7 kilometers away from where you're standing. So you can't even see the place that you're supposed to be and you've only been off track for one year. Well, many people I know live out of focus and they they go in the wrong direction. But what if you did that for 10 years? 
If you walked in the wrong direction, just one degree off for 10 years, and you only walked one kilometer a day, you're going to be, after 10 years, you're going to be 64 kilometers off the mark. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a long way to walk. It's a long way to drive. So what's my point? Even if you're off mark by just a short, small amount, uh, you're going to end up in the wrong place. And, and so what I'd say to you today, this is Coffee with Phil, and we're in episode 19. I want to say to you, key focus areas is the key. And I want to share what I've been working on lately for my personal life. And I hope that it helps you to create uh, some focus. So key focus areas is the key. Before I get there, though, I want to talk about what are the things that can steal our focus. Three things can steal our focus, friends. And the first one is lack of clarity. Lack of clarity will steal your focus. And uh, quite simply, this is just having too many demands or the wrong priorities. You know, the lack of focus is uh, detrimental because sometimes we spend all our energy doing the wrong things. Or we can't get focused because we've got too many things on our plate. I've just got too much to do, and so I'm going to do everything in a really, really substandard way. So lack of clarity will steal your focus. The second thing that will steal your focus is lack of control. Lack of control is when you've got too many masters, too many people telling you what to do, the wrong people telling you what to do. Perhaps you're listening to the wrong advice or you've got the wrong people in your life and you've given them power and influence to speak into your life. Uh, but I would also say this to you um, by way of confession. One of the things that I've realized lately is the lack of control in my life is because I've had too many bad habits. I have been the master of my destruction because I haven't taken control of the things that are destructive in my life. So lack of control will steal your focus. And finally, the third one I want to share with you today, the third thing that will steal your focus is lack of conviction. Lack of conviction comes by you or me having too many excuses that will let us off the hook. You know, we, we pitch up low, we say, it'll be okay, it's all right, I did my best, or it's not that important, or those people aren't really, uh, I shouldn't be worried about them. Hang on, come on. Lack of conviction will steal your focus. So those three things will steal your focus, lack of clarity, lack of control, and lack of conviction. So um, perhaps as your one of your takeaways from this podcast is you might want to, after this, check the notes that are in the description, uh, get those words and put them in front of you in a journal or on a whiteboard or on one of your tablet device thingies and ask yourself, do I have a lack of clarity? Are there too many demands in my life? Do I have a lack of control? Are there too many masters in my life or the wrong ones? And do I have a lack of conviction? Am I just full of excuses? Go on, I dare you to have a look at yourself. The second thing that I wanted to share with you today for me personally is that if you've listened to a recent podcast I did um, around looking for refreshment, you'll notice that I've really been wrestling for my focus. Uh, last year, 2022, um, there was an urgent, um, obvious need in my life for me to have a sabbatical, to, uh, a time out to reset myself. 
and um, you know worked with my board to to make sure that that was well set up as far as um, you know me being absent for two or three months. I I I wanted to be accountable for them. Look, this was a precious precious gift that was given to me, and I didn't want to waste it. I took it really seriously. I I took this to my prayer closet. I said, Lord. What is on your heart? Come on, God, speak to me. What is on your heart that you want to bring to me as part of this precious gift of time out? And you wouldn't believe it. Oh, I'm sure you would, actually. But God spoke to me quite clearly. He said, son, there are five key areas that I want you to focus on. And I want to share those with you uh, at a high level anyway, but I want to share them with you because um, I think that uh, they might be helpful for you. So, so let's have a look at these five areas now. So the first thing that God said to me, he says, I want to reframe how you interact with me in your personal world. How I want to reframe how you interact with me in your personal world. And I was like, mm, that's really good. Let me write that down. And then the Lord said to me, I want to re-envision your leadership aspirations. So what he wanted to do was to put new life into the vision with regards to my leadership and the culture of the church we call Zion. So re-envision leadership aspirations. I'm like, man, that's another good one. Let me write that down. The third one the Lord said to me says, I want to resurrect your passion for the lost and redirect how you create a pathway for people. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is gold. I'm having a great time here. So I wrote that down. Then the Lord said, I want to reconnect you with the supernatural way of living and the normal life of heaven. I was like, oh, could that please become my everyday expectation and my everyday experience? So reframe, re-envision, resurrect, reconnect. And finally, God said, I want to re-energize your marriage with Kathy so that your devotion to each other and your connection with me is a one of partnership. And I was like, oh. Oh, that's good. That's really good. You know, we've been married 26 years, and I'm like, man, we need that. Seriously. You know, it doesn't matter whether you've been married six months or six years or 60 years. Uh, bringing God into your marriage and having him re-energize it is a really good idea. So so I set about in my sabbatical to have uh, time with the Lord to talk about these things. And, and so what I did is I spent time with him focusing on this. And the, and the Sabbath was a real gift to me. Seriously, the Sabbath was time out for me to be able to say, hey, look, there's something that God's got for me, and I want to get the most out of it. And, and I discovered this, you know, so we, we, we checked out of our, our normal lives, and we went away together, and we had an itinerary, we had a plan, we had certain places in the world we want to be to, for certain things. Um, it was just a blessing. But, but, but what I discovered is the Lord chooses to prepare us out of sight of others. And this is vital. You know, Moses was prepared in the desert for 40 years. David was prepared to be king after his anointing. He was prepared to be king while he was in the cave. Jesus, the moment Jesus was baptized and, and uh, the Holy Spirit came upon him, he went out into the wilderness and uh, there he was prepared for ministry even further. So, so uh, for me, 
you know, like this this time out, urgent, 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 sabbatical needed. I was wrestling for focus. Um, and the Lord said, look, these are the five areas that I want to work on with you. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Pivotal. Thank you, Lord. Come on, help me. A- and then I came, we came home end of 2022 and we had uh, the New Zealand summer. I thought, yeah, this is great. And, uh, and then the Lord said to me at the beginning of the year, son, it's time to walk these out. And so I had to go and put myself in the in the cave again. Uh, not literally, I didn't go up the mountains and I didn't go overseas, but I put myself in the corner uh, in a chair by myself. And I said, Lord, you're saying it's time to walk these out. It's time for me to have focus. Uh, what does that mean? And he took me back to these five key areas in my life. And I was like, Lord, what, what's going on? And he said, well, do you seriously think that you achieved all of these in your time out, in your sabbatical. And, and I said, no, no, I don't think I did. And he's like, no, no. no the, the time you had away with me in Sabbath was about your reset and preparing you so that you had room for me to work in these areas of your life. And so that he says, there's no way. I could reframe your personal devotional life and give you new disciplines in the way you used to live. You needed to reset. He says, there's no way I could re-envision you and the view and the vision that you have for the culture of Zion. He says, the way you were, man, you were frazzled, fried, and frustrated. And uh, quite frankly, you didn't, have, you didn't have the ears to hear or the eyes to see what I have for you. And I was like, oh my goodness. So, so in that time, the Lord helped me to reset some key personal focus areas for the next season. And uh, I've, I've, in my journal, I've, I've written here that they're for 2023, but I have a suspicion uh, that the Lord's going to work a long, slow, deep rework in my life. And as fruit comes, there'll be layers and layers of the work that he's doing. So uh, I'm under no illusion this is a short-term project. Project Feel Strong <laughs> is definitely a long-term project. So when the Lord said to me, he wants to reframe my personal devotion life, I said to him, this year, in the, in the beginning of 2023, um, so for me, I always do this at the beginning of a calendar year. So quite frankly, it doesn't really matter when you're listening to this podcast, you can complete this activity if you're looking for some focus in your life. You can follow exactly the story I've told you about how I've done things, and you can achieve the same. But I want to take a little bit of time to share some examples because uh, I want to be accountable for this, but I also want there to be evidence of God's work in my life. I want his fingerprints all over my life. I want the evidence, tangible evidence of him doing the deep work. And uh, so here it is. Uh, reframe personal devotional life. You know, what the Lord said to me is he said, I'd love for you to have regular personal retreats uh, with me with the aim of just connection with me. And I realized that over the last few years with um, the pandemonium of the pandemic, I had forgotten to schedule these, which had been a pattern of mine. So maybe 10 years ago, I started blocking out two or three days um, quarterly, and I'd take myself away. I'd pack some food and some supplies and, and a blank journal or um, a big flip chart pad, and I'd head away somewhere privately with the goal just to connect with God, to spend time one-on-one with Him. 
Lord says, oh man, I'd love for you to do that again. And I was like, oh man, oh, I'd love that also. So that's that's on my list under my focus area of reframe. Um, he's also asked me, invited me really into extended prayer sessions. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like I'll be getting any work done if I'm doing retreats and prayer. And he, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm such a, such a, such a silly person, um, you know, because the Lord's like, come on, mate, you know, if you're not connected with me, then what you're doing isn't worth it anyway. And I was like, oh, oh, good word. That's a good word. Um, the Lord said to me, I want you to bring worship as a leadership function and look at David for an example. Now, before you get panicked and start calling the elders, um, I am not planning to dance around in an ephod. But I think we've got to have a public lifestyle of worship. It's got to be a priority. Uh, worship for me is not just about music, but it includes music. Worship is about a posture. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, my personal journal being published in a podcast um, is what I'm doing right here. I'm actually inviting people to be part of my journey um, because I think that um, the pain that I've been through and the process I'm going through is not supposed to be private. It's supposed to be hopefully um, some guides and some inspiration for others. So um, have, have, have a think about how you might apply that. When the Lord said to me, I want to re-envision your view of the vision of the culture of Zion, uh, the key thing here, I'm looking at a list, but um, really he's asking me to gather people together to push deeper into the concept of oneness. I wrote about this in a recent elders report, um, and in the book of Ephesians, Paul writes to the church, and I can count at least 23 references to the church living in oneness. Oneness is a concept that Paul writes about, about a togetherness in our life, living for each other with a motive of love. And oh man, I, I might I might dig into that in a podcast because I think it doesn't matter where you are, you were designed for community. Uh, if you're alone, you're in trouble. And oneness is God's answer for that. So a mental note to myself, I think I'll put that on my list and we'll, we'll dig into those scriptures and see what the Bible might tell us. Um, the only other one I think it's worth talking about here on this one for the sake of time is uh, further explore kingdom culture. Um, when we pray, uh, our mission in life is thy kingdom come, Lord, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. I don't think we talk about that enough. I think we talk about the world as it is. We complain about the world as it is. We're fearful about what's happening in the world as it is, but we're not realizing that the answer is our mission to bring heaven to earth. And so God's really trying to breathe life into that in my world and reset my framework. The third area that the Lord invited me into was to resurrect my passion for the lost. And um, one of the key things here is he says, I want you to have a personal connection with an evangelist. An evangelist is a gift that Jesus gave the church for the purpose of inspiring others to be a living presentation of the gospel and an invitation to others to live that way also. And so I've reached out to someone that I have on my social channels and I've said, hey, let's just hang out, let's have coffee. I don't know what God wants to do, but um, let's use the principle of, of um, osmosis, uh, which is really um, I'm on a, I want to be infused with your life. Um, may your goodness and your grace rub off on me. 
Um, and also, I, I, I think, really, I'm asking the second part of this, there's actually six on my list, but the second part I want to share with you today is, um, is, is asking, asking Jesus to open my eyes every day. Um, who does he want me to see around me? You know, I'm reading the Gospels this week. Well, no, I'm not reading the Gospel of Luke this week, a small part of the beginning of it, let's just be honest. But but I just noticed that Jesus is looking around him. He's walking into the village. He sees a funeral. He raises a man from the dead. He walks uh, along and the centurion's servant is unwell and, and he says, oh, okay, let's go. Let's go. I want to go there. Uh, he's moved to serve those that he sees. And uh, I know that I've been really guilty in my life always of being centered on me and my ambitions and my busyness. And quite frankly, I've probably missed a whole bunch of that around me. Uh, the fourth area, and actually the last one that I'll share with you today, just for the sake of time, is reconnect with the supernatural. And um, and the I, I've got to be honest here, I feel a real stirring in this. Um, but I suspect that this is not for this year. Um, the elders and I have been seeking God's heart and his priorities, and this is high on his list, but it's not on the short time frame. So if I could say it's important but not urgent, and we're really feeling God calling us back to a place of refreshness and connection with him, and so this one might be on the back burner, but there's a preparation happening in me. Uh, so uh, watch out for that. I'm excited to share it with you. Um, I've avoided talking about the re-energizing the relationship part, but I would just wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to highlight that it's it's definitely a focus. Kathy and I are having a, a real challenging season together, which means we're closely connected, we're protecting our connection, and we're talking and praying through things together. And that's been um, really invigorating for me, um, not doing it alone, doing it with someone else, and sharing the journey. So um, thanks to those that are around us and supporting us in that. Thanks to those of you that pray for us regularly. And um, please don't stop. Uh, but look, I, I just wanted to um, finish with that because I really feel like um, that the key thing to finish with is for you to think about you. Um, I want you to think about that question around lack of clarity, lack of control, and lack of conviction. I want to finish with this um, I want to give you a challenge, and then I want to finish with a psalm. I want you to think about your the impact, your lack of clarity, your lack of control, and your lack of conviction. I want to think about the impact it has on those around you. It has a negative impact. Are you aware that your lack of clarity, lack of control, lack of conviction is having a negative impact on you, the people around you, and most importantly, those that love you? So do something about it. Fix it. Take time out. Be like King David. I want to finish with some verses from Psalm 62. So let's open the scriptures and I want to finish with the, the writings of Psalm 62, which are attributed to David. And, um, you know, so grab your device of choice, jump to Psalm 62. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. And uh, truly, truly. David says, truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. Well, come on, like if we just stop there, that would be enough. But, but listen, I'm going to jump down to verse 5. David says this, my soul, he commands his soul, my soul, 
wait silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He only, he alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength. My refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. May you truly be inspired by that psalm. And may it spur you to come back to a place of pouring your heart out before him to find leadership in your life that leads you to the key focus for your life, that you would live a refreshed life and a fulfilling life and a life of joy in partnership with Jesus. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I hope that my journey helps you uh, to live a life of purpose, on purpose. I look forward to sharing more with you soon as we carry on the journey together. God bless you. See you soon.